you also need to take action, right? Because if you all spend your day dreaming, la la la, dream, 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 amazing, but you're not getting anything. Power to live more with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy, and resilience. I'm Joe Dodds, and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more. And by that, I mean how they focus on productivity, organization, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows, I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future. But rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe's interviewing Hildy Dunn of Handel Group. Hildy's natural enthusiasm and incredible heart is well suited to coaching. Her spirit, while infectious and inspiring to her clients and colleagues, is balanced by her desire to see people through not only the victories, but also the roughest patches of their lives. Her mission as a coach with Handel Group Life Coaching is to empower people to live extraordinary lives and reach their dreams with joy and intention. That's quite a tall order, but Hildy delights in the challenge. Hildy received her bachelor's degree in English with a minor in education from La Salle University and her master's degree in student personnel work with an emphasis on human development from the Ohio State University. She dove into the educational world and has been committed to educating and helping people of all ages flourish ever since. She was formerly a fourth grade teacher at St John's Ukrainian Catholic School in Newark, NJ, and Assistant Dean of Earth Sinus College in Collegeville, PA. Hildy then saw her opportunity to help adults continue to learn and evolve when she found Intensati. She so loved this powerful heart-mind-body fitness practice that she became an instructor. As an Assistant Program Manager at Johnson & Johnson, she not only led Intensati classes, but also co-led their corporate wellness programme. Hildy is also a practising nutritional counsellor, educated at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and a certified personal trainer. She brings integrity and a unique knowledge of the body-mind connection to her clients. Hildy leads Handel Group events in the New York metro area, group telecourses and she privately coaches clients. She is a mother of three young adults and she lives with one bouncy chocolate Labrador and one little Shepu in Bridgewater, New Jersey. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Hildy Dunn of Handel Group. Welcome Hildy, lovely to meet you. I am honoured and happy to be here with you. Lovely, so start by telling us who you are, what you do and crucially where you do it. Ah, so my name is Hildy Dunn, I am a life coach. I work for the Handel Group, which is a coaching company. And um, I love my job because I think I'm the luckiest person in the world. I, my job is to get people happy and proud. 
And so, you know, what better job do you have than connecting with humans, really understanding them, and then helping them get themselves happy and proud? So I consider myself the luckiest person Mm -hmm. with a job that I love. Lovely. And where are you? Where do you do that from? So um, I live in New Jersey. Um, And so in the States, I live in New Jersey. Um, I just moved to right outside of New York City. Um, I got remarried about three years ago. So now between my husband and I, we have five kids. So far, we have three grandbabies. We're like growing an entire, you know, team of basketball teams, whatever, you know, just growing a big family. Lovely. Very fun. <laughs> Lovely. So my, the next question I um, ask my guests is, is usually how this all came about, because um, quite often, you know, whatever you've told me, and, and I think this is definitely the case, it's probably not something you thought you were going to do when you when you left school. Um, I, I can't imagine or, you know, you went through your sort of um, young years saying, I'm going to make people happy. But maybe you did. <laughs> I don't think that was a possible job. We might have said, you know, firefighter or teacher or something, but making people happy probably wasn't on that list of careers, was it? No, I mean, not in that term, but I always wanted to be a teacher. I always wanted to help people. Um, When I was a little, little girl, I wanted to be a nurse. But, you know, as I grew up, I I was so impacted by my teachers. My dad was a teacher. I decided I wanted to be a teacher. Right. Um, and then I did my master's degree in human development. I became a dean at a college and I'd really immersed myself in the education world. And then while I was there, I realized like there was something still missing with how I was working with my students, what I was doing, how I was helping them. Mm-hmm. And within that process, I also started um, doing some fitness work, I started teaching fitness classes, and really also understanding that in addition to helping people, there's a part of the body that matters, like how we move our body, how we experience the world through our bodies. So I started to explore the fitness world. And then through that, I found the Handel Group. And that was like the aha of it all fitting together, like really helping people get proud, be happy, deal with the areas of their life versus just a few areas. Like when you're working with college kids, you know, you deal with their social life, you deal with their learning environment, you deal with their career. But I began to understand, wow, this is the method that has you understand all the areas of your life and how they interconnect. And where you are stuck in one area impacts where you're stuck in other areas. And where you are great in one area really points to where you are great or the skills you have in other areas too. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I found the method by myself. You know, I was like, wow. And I started to do this work on myself. And that's when I said, oh, this is it. This is how I really changed my life. And so I really want to pay it forward and help people change their lives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, before we came on, you were talking about um, how important that method and that structure is to you. We were mentioning that um, one of your colleagues, um, Marnie Neer, was on the show a few weeks ago. And um, you were saying what a sort of a a group of quite different people you all are, but you're all working with the same um structure in effect with the same method 
Um, tell us why that's so important to you to have that method and, and, and what that method is in this case. Yeah, I love that because coming from the world of higher ed, I like being grounded in a method. And I like the fact that we are teaching something that's tried and true. We teach it at MIT and Stanford and NYU. Like we've done this work through um, corporations and universities. So we've had a lot of, um, you know, on the ground running training. And so this practice, it's a method, meaning we all have our own styles, styles and flavors as coaches. Each one of us are a little bit different, but we're all grounded in the same method. And why I like that is because it's tried and true and proven. And it's not that I'm going, oh, wow, this is a new thing. Let me just pull this out of the air and try it. You know, it is really a method that we have found that works. And so for me, that gives me a sense of ease and comfort and structure in taking my clients through a process versus randomly, you know, going willy nilly. Mm -hmm. And am I right in thinking that you went through that process before you started then coaching other people with it? Oh, yes. In order to be a coach at Handel Group, you have to be walking the talk. So you have to go put yourself, you know, I had a coach, I literally had to go through the method and deal with all areas of my life. And then to be a coach, you have to have all the areas handled because, you know, you can't coach somebody on money if your money isn't a place you're proud of. You can't coach somebody, you know, in body if you're not living your life through a body that you're proud of. So the other reason I really like this method is all of us are deeply immersed in it ourselves. Mm -hmm. Each week we have our own mastermind call where we do our own work on ourselves and we continue working the method, using the method, training ourselves with the method. So it it makes coaching your clients um, one easier because I'm in it doing my work too. And then two, way more relatable because I've been there. I've had to look in the mirror and, you know, tell myself the truth or look in the mirror and change something that I, you know, wasn't proud of or didn't want. So it it really allows a sense of compassion and understanding. And like, I've done it. I'm with you. Mm. We're in the journey together because I think human humans, the, the gift of being human is like, we like to grow and evolve. So mm-hmm. things happen, you know, so when it came to finding love, you know, I used the method, I found love, my dad got sick, I really had to dive into the method and have the conversations with him. And, you know, be with him when he passed away in a way that really had me get everything resolved, say everything I need to say, and really say goodbye in the most powerful, beautiful way. Mm. You know, and then my mom got sick, and I had to redo that again with my mom, but all from like taking the method and using it where I am in my life. Because I think, you know, if we're not up to a challenge, we're not inspiring ourselves. So, you know, you get something, the game is going to be do you know what? Can you say the dream? Can you create a dream? Can you figure out what's getting in your way? Can you take the right action? Oh, you get it. Now what? I'm going to create a new version of my dream, mm-hmm. right? And then I'm going to find out what's getting in my way. I'm going to 
you know, play with it, evolve it, take the right action. Oh, next level of the dream. But I think for humans, that's what keeps us alive Mm -hmm. is evolving and growing. Mm -hmm. And tell us a bit more about the method, because you're sort of you, you seem like a very holistic coaching group with a holistic method that sort of covers all areas of people's lives. And I, and I guess that's what a life coach would generally say. But th- but some people who, who talk about life coaching, it seems quite generic or quite general, whereas you're talking about something that seems really specific, but specific across all areas. <laughs> if those two things are, are different, they do, they feel different to me. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So what 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 is the method and, and how does it sort of touch all corners of of people's lives so uh, basically just starting from the we teach people first thing you have to do is do is to know where you're going to write a dream to like have your north star for each of your 12 areas so we take your life and we divide it into 12 areas it's money it's career it's um you know body and health it's love um you know just to name a few right? Spirituality. So we take your life and we divide it in 12 areas. And we start to have you look at those 12 areas and go, what's my dream? Like, where do I want to be a year from now? What do I want to create for myself? And then we actually have you write that down, like create a dream for yourself, write it down. So you have something in written form that you can like hear and see and use as your guidepost to where you're going. So, and for some people, that's not easy. We've been taught to either say something that somebody else wants us to say, say something that we think we should say our dream should be, but really being able to stop and think about what really would make me happy. What is my dream a year from now? We have it be a year out just so it's a stretch, but doable versus too far out is a little overwhelming. Yes. So First, we have you write your dream down and articulate it and use language that's right for you, but inspiring, that's specific, but, you know, a stretch, but doable. So Mm -hmm. step number one, then once you write your dream down, then we start to think about, okay, what's getting in your way? And we have different tools to deal with your inner dialogue, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have thoughts that drive our actions. So we believe you have a thought, which leads to a feeling, which leads to an action, which leads to a result. So what we have to do is understand what thoughts you're thinking and what's driving your feelings, your actions, and your results, right? And the thoughts that are in service of the dream, keep their yay, right? That's, that's great. But what we have to then do is go after the thoughts that do not work for your dream and hold them up and go, is this really true or not true? What's driving this? You know, so we have three major categories that we will categorize initially to have you think about your thoughts. The ones that are not in service of the dream are either going to be your brat that wants to throw a fit. I don't want it. I deserve it. I should have it. How come she can have the cookie and I can't? How come he gets to do that? And I can't the brat, Mm -hmm. the chicken, which is a voice of fear. Like, what if I tell the truth and they don't like me? What if I don't get it? I've already tried before. It didn't happen. Maybe this is just good enough. Mm -hmm. Or the weather reporter, which is the voice that reports on 
your life as if it's just happening to you. Like the weather reporter would report on the rain, on the weather. It's Mm -hmm. raining in New Jersey, right? It's snowing in the mountains, but basically it's like, there's nothing you could do about it. So you become the victim to it. Uh uh But the bummer about that is you give away your power from that perspective. So when I say I had no choice, I just had to eat the cookie. When I get mad at people, I just hang up on them. You know, like it's the voice that gives away your power. And our method is really built on giving you your power back. Yes. You know, so one is like, what the, what's the dream? Oh, remember that vision because that's where you're going. That's going to ground you. That's going to give you the opportunity to hold everything up to it and say, is this in service of that dream? Right. And then we have you look at what's getting in your way. A, a lot of it is your thoughts, which drive your way of experiencing the world. Uh So once we go look at those thoughts and we go brat chicken weather reporter, then we could go deeper, right? The next layer deeper is like, we have personality traits that also impact our thoughts, but we deal with that whole inner dialogue piece Mm -hmm. and understand what's driving you, what you want to be driving you. Right. And then the third piece is the action. So you also need to take action, right? Because if you all spend your day dreaming, la la la, dream, 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 amazing, but you're not getting anything. You could spend all your day in just noticing your thoughts, reflecting, great, but still not getting anywhere. So yeah. we believe you need all three pieces, the dream, the understanding what's going on in your head, what's getting in your way and taking action. So that means specifically saying what you will do and when you will do it and holding yourself to that because that that's the third piece of the triangle is taking the right action yeah yeah and how do you work with your clients i was talking to someone the other day um who's who's also a coach and um we were talking about how sometimes you sort of you want some structure uh, like we've just been talking about because that sort of gives you something tangible but often the conversations you're having with people flow with whatever happens in the moment with them um and so the, the you know we were talking about how you know there's a sort of balance you don't, you don't want to go in with nothing but then equally you don't you can't go in with too much structure because then you're you're leading the conversation and it's really you know supposed to be about them sort of thing um what does what you've just said look like in terms of how how you work with people there's clearly some structure but presumably <laughs> you've got to have that flexibility as well so you know what frequency do you talk to people what do those sessions look like you know how do they stay accountable all that sort of thing oh that's a good question so <laughs> Big question. (laughs) We usually work with our clients weekly or every other week Mm -hmm. because you need that consistency because what we're doing is building a muscle. We're Mm -hmm. like teaching you a new way of thinking, of speaking, of, of taking the right action. And so you need, you need to build that muscle. It's like when you go to the gym, you know, the good news is you go to the gym every week, you build, you do the exercise, you build the muscle, but you don't go to the gym. What happens? The muscle, you know, starts to atrophy or go away. Mm -hmm. So the method is built on training you. So usually we start with 
we do not deal with all 12 areas at once. That's a little overwhelming, right? So we have you pick the top three. And what I suggest my clients do is pick the top three that they're suffering the most in. Because once you learn the method, you can transfer, you'll just keep using it. Like I was saying, you have a challenge that comes up in your life, you use the method, you know, you, there's an illness, you use the method, there is a move, you use the method, you get married, you use the method. So you can pull out the tools from your tool, tool belt and keep using them. So I go, let's start with the areas that you're struggling in the most or the areas that you really want to see a result in, right? So that's, uh, you know, pick the top couple areas. And then first, I always start with working from the dream, right? Because if you don't know where you're going, you could get lost. If you don't know where you're going, you know, you lose focus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, depending on the client, like my job is to listen. And first of all, my job is to fight for your dream, sometimes even more than you're fighting for your dream. So I have to be clear on what that dream is, because it's not about what I think your dream is, is really getting you to articulate and to get clear on what your dream is, because now I know what I'm fighting for. Uh Um, And then from once I'm clear on that, then I like, I will always go back to holding your dream up for you and, and showing you, you know, okay, here's where we're going. Remember where we're going, because when we get scared or we get bratty or we want to give away our power, when we're reminded of that dream, that really does help. Mm -hmm. So, you know, once I am clear myself on what the dream is, so I'm fighting for the right cause, you know, then we go into, okay, so let's start to take actions and then let's start to hear what the inner dialogue is when you don't, right? Because most of the time, everything sounds good until it's time for the rubber to meet the road. And then we're like, eh, maybe not today. Maybe it's raining. I shouldn't go to the gym. Maybe I shouldn't have that conversation with my boss because it's a Wednesday. Maybe I should wait to a Friday. Maybe I should wait to a Monday. Yeah. Right. So um, then we begin to go back and forth between taking action and then what's getting in your way of that action. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And how long is is your process and and I, and I guess you could work with people for the rest of their lives but um you must have a minimum that you think you need to work with people for it to be worth worthwhile yeah we say at least 12 hour long sessions to begin to make some progress in your top areas if you really want to see results we tell people they should have 24 sessions with us which really gives us a time to dig in deep, start to make change, starting to have you learn and understand more about your what's driving you and where you're stuck. Because my job is to teach you the tools that then you can keep using over and over again. Yeah. I do have clients that stay for a while, they, they finish one area, then they want to go work on something else. And then they finish that area and they want to go work on something else. Or sometimes they just come back for like quick check-ins, regroups, rejiggering of, you know, the right actions and then send them off again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and so that's the shape of how you work with people. What does that mean for you in terms of what your days look like and how you organize yourself and how you make sure that you, you know, show up when you need to, but also get other stuff done that you need to get done? Yeah. uh, And I live by my calendar because my calendar is my truing up of what I think I could do, what I actually do, and what I care about, right? So 
first thing I do is now, you know, after a while, it gets to be a little bit of a, a routine. You get good at it, but I make sure that my calendar has the things on it that matter most to me. Because if you're anything like me, I'm like, I put the things in that might be easy. I put the things in I think I should do. And then lo and behold, like I don't have time to do that. Th- I didn't have time to do the things that I really cared about doing. So it forces me to stop and look at my calendar and go, at the end of the day, what would have me lay my head down and be really proud of myself? Where, what am I doing that really does balance helping somebody else and helping myself? Because left to my own devices, I could be helping everybody, helping everybody, helping everybody, and then, you know, not take care of myself, which is not the method, right? That's not walking my talk. So literally look at my calendar and I put the things in that, uh, that matter most to me. And then I fill in around it. Yes. Yes. So the old big rock, big rocks in there first before the small stones and the sand and the water. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, big rocks and like, you know, what is it? Swallowing the frog first, do, doing what would you care about first yes. versus putting it off. Because every time you put something off, it grows exponentially in your head, yeah. meaning it gets a little bigger and gets a little bigger. So I was supposed to write a blog one time and I like put it off and then moved it and then moved it and then moved it. And by the time I started to write this blog, I'm like, I can't write the blog. You know, it just got so big until I sat down and lo and behold, in like 20 minutes, the blog was written. Yes. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, the energy and the effort that I spent in moving it and making it like getting the monster grow bigger and bigger and bigger is, you know, and so we really do teach people putting it on your calendar, getting clear. I have a rule. I'm only allowed to move something twice. So I have the blog on my calendar. Somebody needs something. Something comes up. Whoop! I could slide it over. Right. But after twice, I'm not allowed to move it because then it starts to grow exponentially. And then I got to get a little smart with myself. Like, where am I being a chicken? Where am I being a brat? Where am I acting like there's nothing I could do? Somebody needs me versus really putting the stake in the ground for what I care about or tell the truth about it. Like, I don't really want to write the blog, but (laughs) right, like fair. But then telling the truth really does free you up to do what you care about most. Yes. And do you set yourself consequences for those? Or do you or is it just you never move things more than twice? Oh, we have to, you know, I have built them. There is a natural consequence that happens, right? So for most people, the things that we feel the natural consequence to we wake up to and do right away. You know, like, you don't put your hand in the fire because consequences pretty immediate, like, ow, you know, you don't step out on a busy road on the red light because consequences immediate, but there are consequences that are not immediate. Like you can eat a cupcake, fine cupcake the next day. Okay. Cupcake every day for like three weeks, maybe not so good. The pants aren't going to close anymore. Right. So in the beginning, I really did need a consequence to hold like an artificial consequence that we teach people to create for themselves that will wake them up themselves up and allow them to keep their word to themselves. Right. So I say, you know, either I exercise every day or I do 20 burpees before I go to bed. 
which 20 burpees before I bet any of you that know about burpees know that that's not a fun exercise. If you don't know what they are, look them up and you'll see what exactly what I mean. Right. (laughs) But it's also in service of the dream. And when I'm thinking about, am I going to work out? I go, Oh, am I going to work out? Or do I want to do the burpees at night? Oh, I'd rather work out. If I don't work out and I do the burpees, I'm back to having kept my word to myself because it's like an either or. And the places that we're most proud of ourselves are the places that we keep our word to ourselves. So for moving anything on the calendar, oh my God, you know, the big consequence, the big consequence is like it gets bigger and heavier and heavier. But, you know, for, for me, if I move something more than twice, then the next day I don't get my coffee in the morning. <laughs> if you know me, like the day even harder. <laughs> it's, I, I'm like, huh, do it or not have coffee. Oh, I'm doing it. Right. But I, you know, look, I could have tea, you know, but I can't have my coffee, but, but yeah. it really does hold me from a much bigger suffering yeah. called like my, the stress and, you know, the anxiety of not doing something. Yeah. So that is such a quick, easy, I'm like, oh, go to move it a third time. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so we talked about um, getting really clear on what you want. And also, as you said, not necessarily working on all of the 12 areas that you identify and, and sort of prioritizing those. And then you also talked about putting those big rocks into your own diary. How do you help people to prioritize? Because, you know, often that's the, you know, well, the first issue is what you've said, people often don't know what they want. But then once they do, it's often that there's so many things and so many requests from other people and so many different roles that we play in our life that actually there's no time for for the most important things. Um, or rather, there is only time for the most important things and not for the rest of it. How, how do you help people to prioritize those things? Um, it's, look, it's really, we don't have time to do everything. So we really do have to stop and tell the truth about what we care about the most. Mm -hmm. And most people don't do that. You know, most people, a lot of things on that list are the things that they should be doing, or they think they should be doing, right? Versus what do they really care about doing? And so once I start to get people clear on their dream, I have them read their dream every day with reminds that it's like a quick wake up about where are you going? What do you care about? And then, um, you know, is really putting things on the calendar so that you're beginning to prioritize. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's not time. It's our relationship to time. And it's, you know, look, it's our heartbeats matter. And so when you think about it from that perspective, it starts to wake you up to the things that you're doing for other people, or, you know, that isn't that important to you. No, no. Lovely segue into my next question, which is boundaries. How how do you help people to set those boundaries? You mentioned other people. (laughs) They get in the way, don't they, other people sometimes? (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, boundaries are some of boundaries is about telling the truth. Most of us, you know, don't keep our boundaries because we aren't clear. We don't have honest, real communications with somebody else about what we want, what we think, what we need, how to balance it. And so, you know, 
one of the things that is really important is to learn how to have an honest conversation. That's the balance of grace, which is the heart and wisdom, which is the knowledge, right? So like, please is the grace and pastor salt is the um, wisdom, but really teaching people to tell us, uh, to have a conversation that's balanced because most of us go to one extreme or the other, either it's too much grace. Maybe if you don't mind, if it's not too late and you don't really care and it doesn't rain outside and you got your shoes on, could you take the garbage out? And then the person is like, do you even really want me to take the garbage out? Like what? Right. So it leaves somebody confused. Yes. There's too much wisdom, which leaves a dead body. You're like, take something out, take the garbage out, you know, so balancing the grace and the wisdom, but being able to say what you want and need and having somebody understand you is key to having a boundary. Mm. You know, some of it, it, yes, it's your own yes and no profound yeses and profound no's. And then if you make promises around the profound yeses and the no's, like you don't have to vote in the moment Mm. for sure. But the other part of it is how do you articulate it to somebody? Because very often now, I'm, you know, for people that are well and, you know, mentally well, it's they don't understand. We haven't articulated. We haven't said it well and straight enough. And with that balance of grace and wisdom. So somebody understands what we want or need. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So let's move into some more sort of practical um, stuff. So um, things that you use to help you to do what you do. You talked about your calendar being really key. Have you got other tools or apps that you that you would swear by that you w- would recommend? Um, yeah, calendar I swear by. <laughs> Making yourself some promises and consequences and then telling somebody about them, right? Yeah. So we don't do a great job keeping our word to ourselves, but we do a way better job keeping our word to somebody else. Yeah. So if you can sit down and you pick your top three areas and you're like, okay, so you know, what are some of the promises I want to make? Or what are some of the actions that's going to make a big impact for me? Make sure that actions is a stretch, but doable, right? So you don't want to go too many, put, make it too big, or it's not going to be doable. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, really making yourself some good promises and giving yourself an artificial consequence if you don't, and being clear and specific about it and telling somebody that is going to, that's huge in taking action. Yeah. 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 Thank you. And then the third thing that I love to do is I have people actually, in addition to writing your dreams for the area, I actually have people write an I am statement, which is, you know, I am is really one of the most powerful words or phrases in the universe, because what you say after that, you actually call into being. So in addition to writing a dream, I have my clients write an I am statement, which is like the stake in the ground for who you're being, which then sets your state and sets the way you see yourself and your day and, you know, helps you when you're making those decisions in the moment, spur the moment decisions. Yeah. We were talking about that actually at my um, gold member call this week, we were talking about habits and I was saying something similar you know if you if you want to do something regularly moving forwards instead of just saying that's what you want to do actually say that you are a person who does that so um you know if you I don't know if you're somebody who's going to um 
uh, I don't know, stop drinking alcohol, you know, you might say, you know, I'm someone who doesn't drink alcohol rather than I'm hoping to, or I'm planning to, or I'd like to, or, or whatever, stop drinking. Um, and so we were having that discussion about how important, as you say, using, you know, I am somebody who um, helps you to, to, to implement those changes that you want to make and those habits that you want to, to get going. Yeah, language is powerful. You know, the, the words that we speak really are powerful and how we speak it make a difference. Because I hope you can feel, you can just see the fingers crossing, I hope, which is like not, not something I'd really want to bet on happening if someone says I hope versus I am, right? Yeah. And then it, it again, it forces you, you can't just write I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. You have to actually pick the things that matter most to you and use the language that's going to inspire you versus language that somebody else likes. So it is really personal and it has you stop and think about how you want to show up and, you know, how you want to be in the world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so again, thinking practical from uh, your perspective, what about yourself and, and keeping energized for what you do, keeping healthy and, and looking after yourself? It's one of the things I talk about in my five fundamentals, how important self-care is. Um, you've mentioned exercise in some of your examples earlier. Um, what do you do to make sure that you've got enough energy for everything you need to do? I bookend my days. So I start and I end with two rituals that make a difference for me. So mm -hmm. I get up in the morning and then, you know, I pray, I meditate, I write what I call, what we call a daily design. So I literally write my day as if it already happened. And it forces me to think about my day and think about how I would like my day to end. So it's written in the past tense as if it's already done as I'm like tricking my mind into seeing it has happened. And it also is like reminding me about what I care about the most. So it could be like, my emails are at zero and all are heard and loved, right? Um, it could be, it, I was a powerful leader and people saw the light, you know, through what I did. I am a light bringer and my joy is infectious. I made people laugh. Like, so however, you know, whatever is important to you, but you write your, think about your day and you write it as if it's already done. Mm. So I do that in the morning and yeah. then I move my body. I do some, like I go for a walk. I work out, I do something. So that's my morning bookend. I pray, I meditate, I write my daily design and I move my body. And then that like really sets me for my day. It ha I don't do my emails first. Used to be, I would like do my emails and then halfway through the emails, I go, oh, I didn't write my daily design, which like messes up your energy. I yeah. literally sit and the first thing I do is go, how do I want this day to end? Meaning, how do I want to live into my day? You know, what do I care about the most today? How do I want to show up today? Mm -hmm. Um, and then at the end of the day, it's, you know, simpler. I do some version of a bath, a wind down, like a gentle you, water for me is, you know, makes a difference. And then again, I look at my day and I evaluate how I did in my daily design. Did I keep it? Did I not? What did I learn? What are my prouds for the day? And then I end by praying and meditating, like really locking in. A, a version of a manifesting that I, so I go to sleep, um, you know, 
with the last thing I thought about being something that I want to create. Yes. You know, I, I used to go to sleep, like literally praying for what I didn't want it. Like, please, dear God, don't let Teresa get in trouble at school. Please, dear, let Brian do the, Please let me get do great on like this workshop. Like it was really like <gasps> said from the place of fear. Yeah. Right. Versus now, like after, you know, I do my prayers and I really stop and I see myself having done well in a workshop. I see myself celebrating with my family at a table. I see myself, you know, speaking uh, on a podcast. Uh, you know, I see it done. Right. So which is a very for me, a very different way of yeah. ending my day from from a place of manifesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lovely. It's really good to hear that. And we were talk- again talking about that on the call this week because we were talking about habits and and gratitude and um, routines and rituals and all that sort of thing. What what was the process for you in terms of getting that in place and it sticking? Because I think a lot of people start these things and, and stop, or they wish they did them but don't. Um, yeah. And the people who are doing them rave about them. <laughs> so what was that process for you? Uh, well, yes. You know, and I was just like that. Oh, it's a great idea. And then I get distracted and then I do something and then I'm like, oh, never mind. Right. I was famous for going like, never mind. I'll start tomorrow. Yeah. But for me, one, setting a timer. So once I got up and I brushed my teeth, you know, I had my alarm set once I got up and then I had my alarm go off, which is like oh, reminder. Otherwise, oh, you take the dog out and then, you know, you see something that else and then you blah, blah, blah. And before, before you know it, you know, it's mm-hmm. nine o'clock in time for your first call. Yeah. Right. So I set the timer, but then I also made a promise of like, you know, in the beginning, I was, if I don't do it, I have to do it before I get my coffee. I can have my coffee, but I just have to pray and meditate and, you know, write my daily design before my coffee. And so just having to do that first, like I'd want my coffee, I'd go like, oh, let me turn on the coffee thing. Let me go do this. It's not that long to pray, to meditate, to write your daily design. But it really started to have me take the right action first. Yeah. Yeah. To now, it's weird when I don't. Right. But it just shows you building in that muscle and starting simple. Like it was just in the beginning, it was like a three minute meditation. That was all. And it was writing a quick daily design, which you could do in a couple of minutes, right? So you would hit the coffee to start to heat it up, right. And sit down and do it and then come back for it. Like it was, it was a doable. I made it doable. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thank you. It was really helpful. And what about um, learning and improving yourself? I mean, you're you're a, an academic, I guess it comes naturally to you. But uh, what sort of um, processes and routines do you have in place to ensure that you keep doing that? Yes, I, you know, my dad was a teacher. My dad took classes all the way, like all the way through till six months before he died. My dad was still taking college classes. Sometimes he only at the end, he could only go to a local, you know, small college nearby. So he actually redid, he would audit the classes and he would actually retake them just so he could keep learning and keep studying. So I do the same thing. Like I'm always reading, always learning, 
you know, I, I, you know, have a promise of like a book a week, it is really important for me to just keep, keep learning, expanding, right? Even if I don't, you know, even if at the end of the book, I don't agree with it, it still taught me something and allows me to open up my mind to possibility. Mm -hmm. So I, I love just hearing other people and, you know, experiencing new things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you. So last couple of questions. Firstly, what about those days where it all goes horribly wrong? Or does it not? Now you've got all these <laughs> routines and <laughs> and plans. I think, look, there's welcome to humanness, right? <laughs> like we can plan and then sometimes it doesn't happen. So first thing is compassion. If yeah. you can't forgive yourself, it, you know, that is key. Shame and embarrassment has us really want to hide. And the more we hide, the more we keep something around. So step number one is, you know, compassion and be able to laugh at yourself. If you can't laugh at it, you know, then you're right back to shame and embarrassment. And, you know, so one, it's have a little compassion for yourself and the humanness and what doesn't work. And then you just get your, my big thing is rather than take myself out, I just say, what did I learn from this? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like, oh, I learned I need a bigger consequence, right? <laughs> then I'm like, oh, maybe it's time to bring in the coffee consequence, right? Um, and then sometimes it's just the gentleness of that was too much. Mm. You know, that's my old way of being. Like I have a trait, a personality trait. I call her Glenda gone bad, Glenda the good witch, right? Who like went bad, who like really will martyr herself for everybody else. So if I could just get my lesson is like, oh, Glenda was in the house, you know, let's, let me just put some rules in for myself or let me remind myself what I need, but have it from a sense of humor and compassion yeah. versus, you know, beating myself up for thinking like I shouldn't make a mistake or, you know, yeah, can't do something wrong. No, 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 exactly. And then what about those days where you get to live more? And that's where I describe it as getting to do more of the things that you want to do and less of the stuff that you don't want to do. What do those days look like for you? Uh, those days, you know, is a combination of one, talking to my children, our children, the baby, the grandbabies, you know, yeah. that is one oh, such joy for me, right? And then, you know, two is really talking to my clients and really seeing the difference that they're making in their life. Yeah. Um, and then always making sure I have time to connect with my husband and just sit because, you know, Glenda gone bad could take care of everybody else and then forget about her own little, you yeah. know, yeah. space. So I really do at the end of the day, sit down and just, even if it's five or 10 minutes of literally looking at him and repeating what he says so that I feel, you know, we're connected, he feels heard. And, yeah. you know, that, so I love talking to my kids. I love seeing those babies like, oh, that just like brightens my day. Uh, working with my clients, just seeing the progress they're making, cheering them on, you know, getting yeah. the impact of that in their life. And then really winding my day by being able to have that connection time with Mike. Yes. Yeah. 
Lovely. Thank you, Hilde. It's been great talking to you. Let people know how they can find out more about you and get in touch. Oh, yes. If you go to handelgroup.com, H-A-N-D-E-L-G-R-O-U-P.com, you can find more about us there. In the show notes here, there's going to be a current reality quiz, which is um, a great place for you to really step back and look at your areas of life and see which areas you're winning at and which areas you really should focus on. Because a lot of times we get numb to what's not working and it's a quick eat. We're only two or three promises away from making a huge shift in our life. So um, you can look for us. You can look for me at um, Handel Group or um, in the show notes. You could do that current reality quiz. Lovely. Brilliant. Thanks, Hildy. Thanks for your time. Oh, thank you for having me. Are you a home-based coach or consultant feeling like you need a bit of help? Our Power to Live More Calm membership is designed to meet you where you're at with the help you need in the moment so you can get unstuck, move forwards and get stuff done. You might think this sounds too good to be true or maybe wondering how it would fit with how you work and run your business. Why not have a no obligation chat with Jo to see how she can help you? All you need to do is go to powertolivemore.com slash calm call. Use your power to live more.